You can change the house. You can't change the location. It's like when you get married, you can't, you can pick your, your wife, but you can't pick your in-laws. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Nothing. I was just, a, I just, for some reason, I thought that was a good analogy to compare the two, right? Like you get one, it comes with something else. So you need to decide if that's something you want. Do you get along with your in-laws? I do actually. Yeah. Do they listen to the podcast? I don't believe so. I'm sure well, I'll find out if honest. they do. Then you can be honest. Yeah. Episode 144, KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Hello. Listen, I've had a very busy day and I was going to do the podcast, record my podcast for in you. your seat. Like, I'm not busy. In your seat. No, I'm just saying I'm a little off today. I'm not insinuating anything, Mr. Who Sensitive. Who said you can do the podcast in my seat? Who said I can or can't? Can. Well, oh, you think I just you, give up my seat to you? This is not your seat. I've and my microphone, my microphone is there. My two dirty cups that are there on the right-hand side of you. Yeah, your two dirty cups that I washed this morning. Thanks for leaving them here. <laughs> Well, I was and, planning to come and, and sit there. I didn't know you were going to sit facial there. Facial pubes all over the fucking uh, desk as well. Had to take. Listen, that, uh, had to take. That's my uh, claim. Torex that's my claim and, to that seat. Yeah. So, if you right. want to sit there, you deal with the repercussions of it. For those of you listening, uh, Adrian's wife Alicia claims that I am Adrian's work wife. So this is just us. In our normal banter and bicker, welcome to the show, AT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Today we're talking about buyers. Episode 144. And what buyers don't think about. And what prompted this, actually, I'll read it verbatim. Uh, and this is very our... impromptu because we haven't discussed what, what the items are. So we're just going to have to figure it out as we go. Well... Marcin chimed in on our YouTube channel uh, on the last episode, 143, which we talked about parking problems in the GTA. Yes. He said also... I got a few comments on that. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was boring, but obviously to the audience, um, it's a uh, heated topic. Even one of the uh, counselors chimed in there. I'm sure he uh, hears a lot about it. Also off topic, good to find out which side the sun will rise and set for gardening and for your air conditioning. And he puts in brackets, electric bill. So that's actually a good, um, a good topic because if, depending on what you're using your backyard for, as an example, if you buy a home and you're planning on putting a pool in, and you're going to be using the pool in the summer, you know, from June to September, it would be beneficial if your backyard was facing west, northwest to get the sunsets and get well, no, south. Isn't south always best for sun? You get more sun if you're facing south. Well, well, so here's well, this is part of the conversation. It depends what you would like some people i know some people with a pool like for me i would want to face west northwest kind of like what i would want with my cottage waterfront right you get the the sun all through the evening right so if you want to have barbecue dinner at six o'clock and be able to hang out in the pool 
until the sun goes down, you'd like that west exposure. But I okay. If some people like to start their day in the morning with a mimosa sitting by the pool reading a book, uh, and when you're facing when your backyard is facing west, you won't get any sun in there until you know sometime in the late morning, early afternoon. So it depends what you want. You're right. South, a south, southwest, south, southwest exposure will probably give you the most amount of sun in terms of time. Yes. Right? So if you want, um, you want that from a gardening perspective, I have zero, I, I do not have a green thumb in <clears throat> any way, me. shape or form. <clears throat> uh, bless you. Uh, so I don't know what that means. Well, I know, you know, when I go shopping for plant, well, I don't even do any shopping for plants anymore. Natalie takes care of I saw of two dead, uh, baskets on your front porch. Yeah. Cause when we, when we were at the cottage, uh, Oh, it, you should have asked us. I didn't even think of it. Well, that's when you guys were up at your cottage too. Oh, that wouldn't have done anything then. Um, yeah, there was a couple of days that we overlapped. And then by the time you guys were back, Natalie and the boys were back the day after. So it didn't really make a difference. But it was just, it's just been too hot out, right? Yes. So you look at the, you go to Terra or whatever, and you buy a planter and you look at the tag that says full sun, part sun. You know, I, I read the front and back and I just kind of follow it. Well, and sometimes it's like half and half. Like our our, our hanging baskets on the front porch because it's on the porch back half of the basket gets little sun and the front gets a lot of sun. So how do you buy something for that? You know, our baskets usually last a month or two, which is not bad, but then they, they dwindle, but <clears throat> exposure, I think is a big thing. Like for me, so my, you know, our backyard, we've got Northeastern exposure. Um, and it's sunny up until about noon. And then you get the shot, the shade, uh, pretty quickly progresses to cross the backyard. Um, Mornings are beautiful pool, in the backyard. Yeah, they are very, very much so. Um, but if you had a pool, I would want sun all day. I would prefer a south exposure in that case because you can always create shade, but you cannot create sun, obviously. So, um, you know, I'd say in those cases, it's better to have more light and then you can design your backyard around that creating a cabana or just getting a big umbrella or whatever. But, you know, in a market where it is very common and people pay premiums for it is in cottage country. People want sunlight, as much sunlight as they can get. So people will pay a premium to have that exposure. But in, in the city, in the suburbs, um, certainly in the suburbs where we predominantly trade, it's rarely um, a topic of discussion. Well, it's not a topic of discussion anymore because when you're buying a resale home, you're you have very limited choices and you will probably find a home that you like and it might not be facing the direction that you would prefer, but you end up buying it because you have no choice. Yes. Um if you're buying a new home with a builder, then and you get several lots to choose from, then that might be a consideration. Right. Like I love having the uh, morning sun in the kitchen. I think that's a great way to start your day when the kitchen is nice and bright and sunny and you're making breakfast. Um, that's really nice. 
but uh and and then builders don't charge a premium for it though i wonder if they 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 probably could if they educated buyers on the spot and said okay well these are south facing or south southern exposures in the backyard so you have sunlight all day that comes at a 2500 premium they could make a lot of money upselling that that's actually a really good point builders won't do that i, I wonder why because there is i i think that should be a bit of a premium especially if it's a as a lot that could accommodate a pool um <clears throat> then that's you know a big big factor yeah if you have a if you have a court and you've got one property on one side of the court like a court lot is going to be a premium anyways yeah but if you have one property on one side of the court that's facing east or the uh, east exposure in the backyard and the other one is southwest uh same size lot which would you choose obviously the southwest exposure for for your pool lot right right uh but yeah we don't ever see builders uh to your point actually selling that advantage say you know coming out and saying this is this is a feature and you're gonna pay a premium for it yeah that's interesting maybe we'll get a developer chime in and 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 comment on that if they do that would be interesting here oh great now now you're going to inflate the prices even more there trot well those prices go up it means resale prices go up the other thing you know we're helping our clients some people say i don't want a sidewalk because i want more parking we talked about parking in the last episode if you didn't listen to it adrian and i were talking about my property and the shortcomings of my driveway because a sidewalk runs through it. However, if you walk, if you take that sidewalk about, I don't know how many yards, 200 yards, you arrive at one of the best parks in Milton. And having children, the fact that we have that sidewalk, we walk out of our front door, hold hands, and you're on the sidewalk and you walk right to the park. It's beautiful. It's safe. It is. Well, and the kids, you know, rollerblading, up biking, and down. running up yeah, and down the sidewalk. I saw, yeah, I saw your daughter uh, rollerblading the other day. Uh, I'm always and- worried, though, that there's, uh, when my kids are out there, yeah, that somebody on a bike is going to just go and sideswipe your, your truck all the way down the side of it. Oh, me too. It. I think it happened once. Yeah. It obviously wasn't a hundred percent stable on the bike, and this was with my car, and uh, and he nicked my mirror, so his okay. hand, the handlebar must have just scuffed my my mirror. Yeah, but yeah, my my other neighbors there, they have two younger kids, and they're always letting the kids go up and down the sidewalk, and they just wait in the driveway. And I'm watching the one kid and you know, when a kid isn't confident riding a bike and it's kind of doing the wobblies all over and he's wobbling next to my, my car. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, I parked my, my SUV sideways on my driveway because it's the only spot I got. And, uh, it's pretty close to the sidewalk. So it's easy that if somebody is unstable on a bike going past my car, that they're going to ding it. And so this kid's wobbling all over and I'm on my porch and I'm, you know, I'm trying to hold back from saying something because I'm, I don't want to be a dick, but 
I remember uh, that time you had a contractor over and he had his pickup truck in your driveway and he must have had material. I don't know if it was a ladder or a, a wood or something hanging at the back. It was over the over the drive, over the sidewalk. And some, some oblivious kid was either walking or riding his bike and it hit him in the face. And then his dad came by and was complaining. I'm like, how? Like your kid walked into a piece of wood, man. I guess sure it shouldn't have been there, but it was so funny. I, w- I wish I had cameras at that time because my cameras now would have picked that up. Yeah. But yeah, there. So the pickup truck was, uh, it was, it was my contractor. It was Raymond. He was, uh, um, I think he was unloading on the, something. On, yeah. He was unloading materials and he parked on my shortened end of the driveway there. So his pickup truck went over the, um, the sidewalk a bit and he had i don't know uh, uh two by fours or something like that that were uh they were in the bed of his truck but like on, on, t- angle, yeah. on top of the tailgate <clears throat> yeah and it went past the tailgate so the two by four was well into the uh sidewalk and this kid i don't know if he was searching for pokemon or what he was doing but he had his head down on oh his yeah phone. i forgot about pokemon go yeah, he had his phone down on, uh, or he had his head down on his phone, and the idiot just walked right into the uh, the two by four, smacked his head. But and, and then half yeah. an hour later, his dad is knocking on the door complaining. Yeah, and it's funny, and you know the kid needs to pay attention to his surroundings. But he shouldn't have been parked there. I mean, he shouldn't have been parked there. Um. Yeah. So another thing with exposure, I don't know about plants either. I mean, yeah, I guess if you, I would think plants require more sunlight. So anyways, maybe somebody with a green thumb can advise us on the best exposure for sun, uh, for a garden, more light or less light. Um, but another thing, a lot of people think uh, cold cellars, cantinas, call it what you want, that they're always cold. But if uh, they're really not, uh, they kind of fluctuate with the the outdoor temperature. Now, if they're facing, if they have, a, if your front porch has a south exposure and you've got sun beaming down on your front porch the entire time, all day, your cantina is going to be hot. Um, so that's something a lot of people need to take into consideration. If your builder is, is making, uh, offers it as an option or if they just include it as a standard feature uh, and you plan to use it, um wait like a if minute you, if you plan to use it for what it's intended well, for right like storing wine yes then that is something that definitely can play a factor yeah well i don't think our our climate is conducive to using it for that purpose regardless but um like i i was chatting with somebody who uh, had an italian heritage and his parents we're, we're discussing that and how they, something about how in Italy it's common that they have houses facing a certain direction so that their cantina is not exposed to as much sunlight for that reason alone. Um, Call it a cold cellar, will you? Cantina sounds nicer. Cold cellar sounds miserable, moldy, dark, musty. Speaking of which, if you do have a cold cellar, please do not store cardboard in your cold cellar. First of all, cardboard shouldn't be stored on concrete. 
cardboard, concrete naturally will dissipate moisture. There's moisture that sits in concrete. It absorbs it, and then the cardboard will it'll it'll dissipate into the cardboard. Your cardboard then absorbs it, and then your cardboard gets all mildewy and stinky, and it's not good. You shouldn't. What the fuck are you smirking at? <laughs> I just felt like you were trying to make a very, like you were trying to make it a very elaborate scientific explanation. Well, people, what is, you know, people don't think about it. No, I agree. Well, when we when we moved into our house, especially new construction homes, because people the, got boxes lined up in their basements on the floor. Yeah, new construction home. There's still and people you putting their uh, Christmas ornaments and stuff in their cold cellar and and new construction homes there's still a lot of water in the concrete that um you'll see it wicking out over the course of a few weeks or even months depending on the time of year that you move in and the time of year was built and um you know you need to get a dehumidifier down there well that doesn't stop either because it depends on the humidity levels in the home yeah yeah but and um, the time of year always elevate always keep any wood, paper, materials, cardboard, everything off the floor. Batteries. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why somebody have batteries I don't know why the floor, we, but I don't know why. Well, if okay. If you own a boat, you own a cottage, you own uh oh, like a car battery. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Any kind of batteries. Yeah. Not I'm not talking about like a a double double A scattered in the basement. Okay. What other, what other things are people not buyers, not considering you we've talked about one is, is exposure, which I think is a big one. And I think we should dive well, into talked, that some I, more. I talked about, I talked about sidewalk sidewalk. Yes. And yeah. So the pros and cons of that we've explained. And that, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Sidewalk, <laughs> sidewalk and exposure. Those are two pretty big things. They are. And there are two you things. Know, I, there are two I, things I, that you can address before you, you buy the house and new or resale in most cases. I think a lot of people with children really think about certain things more than people without children. So it's the people without children. If they are planning on having children, I think they need to think more about those kind of things, like having a sidewalk or having a park that has good amenities in it. Like you and I are lucky that we've got Sunny Mount Park within a two minute walk. You know, that park has, you got the basketball and the dog park, you got the leash free dog park, you got some nice walking trails, you've got a beautiful, um, uh, playground you've got the splash pad you've got the covered pavilion there where you can have lunch uh you can really go to that park and be there for hours upon hours uh you don't get that everywhere so you know for for us as an example our wives stay at home they're stay-at-home moms two kids uh it's really convenient to be able to well alicia actually Alicia does actually do work for me in case the CR is watching yeah. just to make it official. She does. In fact, she's going to go to the office and assemble some of that stuff for me and clear out some of those boxes. Clear out what boxes? 
in that back the room. San, the sanitizer boxes? Yeah. Um, you know, other things that people really don't think about are, you know, the, the long-term projections on the house in terms of maintenance and repairs. Um, so as an example, I was showing some homes in Oakville and the home inside was so nice. Features, the, the layout, the upgrades, the backyard had a beautiful pool and all of these things. And the buyers were walking through it focused on all of those things. And then I noticed the windows, the windows were stamped 19, I can't remember the exact number, 1990 or 91. They're old windows. 1990, man. So wow. those those windows are 31 years old. I don't know what the ratings were for windows in 1990, but I can assure you uh, they are not doing much, you know, Marson in his comment on the last YouTube post there talked about exposure and air conditioning and preserving your electric bill. If you have windows from 1990, I guarantee you, you are losing a lot of energy out of those windows. And, and some people for, won't care. Like if it, if you go back further than that, you go to like a century home. Some people like the charm of the old windows and they're not overly concerned about the lack of efficiency. I'm talking about a home built in the 1990s, though. Like, who's going to preserve those no, windows? No, I know. Like, that's there. Yeah. I mean, those they're, are they're, garbage. They're not beautiful stained windows 150 years old or anything like that. They're garbage. And the home above grade, probably about 3,500 square feet. Below grade, another 1,500 square feet. So 5,000 uh, 5, square feet. You're talking, I don't know, 20 to 30 grand to replace all those windows. That's probably low. That's that, that is probably decent, low. And that because that's a big home, nice neighborhood. Yeah. I'm assuming that's probably a starting point. You're probably fifty to sixty, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so sometimes you know, buyers don't look at the extra costs that come with the ownership or the purchase or even short term future, right? Like. What am I going to have to spend in the next three, five, ten years, uh, et cetera? Well, I think another thing, just as a, a, I don't know if it's generalizing, but one, a couple things that buyers, more so newer buyers, first-time home buyers, they they don't think of, is they they only see what they see, they can't see beyond it. So if, whether it's a deficiency or an odd layout. Um, the nice thing with resale homes is you're buying in most cases in a more established community. You're getting often bigger lots than the newest homes being built. You're getting bigger trees. You're it's a little, probably a little bit less transient. You're not getting as many people moving in and out as frequently. Whereas newer neighborhoods, you get a lot of people buying on spec. They, they buy, they sell, they move. And you get, you know, people that aren't sticking around as long tend to take less, um, yep. 
care of their property. So in older neighborhoods, you find more people care of their, their lawns, their gardens. Um, that's what you're buying into. The inside of the home can be whatever you want within, you know, within a budget, of course, but uh, being able to see past those things is really important. My brother and sister-in-law just bought a house um, that has a bit of an odd configuration and had some um, cosmetic deficiencies. Like the floors were really squeaky, poorly installed. The tile work was really bad, but they've, they got it. They've moved They're They're ripping up the floors or they may move a fireplace or remove a wall or two or whatever, and then make it their own, make it exactly what they want. And, you know, there's a lot of upside to that too. So they go in, they make, do the renovations, make it the, as nice, if not better than a brand new home. And then they increase the value at the same time. Yeah. And that's, you know, uh, you can't change the location. You can change the house. You can't change the location. Yeah. It's like when you get married, you can't, you can pick your, your wife, but you can't pick your in-laws. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Nothing. I was just, a, I just, for some reason, I thought that was a good analogy to compare the two, right? Like you get one, it comes with something else. So you need to decide if that's something you want. Do you, do you get along with your in-laws? I do actually. Yeah. Do they listen to the podcast? I don't believe so. I'm sure well, I'll find out be if honest. they do. Then you can be honest. Yeah. No, we do. We do get along. I mean, I wouldn't want to live with them, which I, I'm sure they feel the same way. Maybe, maybe not. In fact, my mother-in-law was just here. I, I arrived at the house to come in and do this podcast and she was leaving. I don't know why she was here, but she was. And we had a nice chat. Maybe she's moving in and you don't even know. Yeah. That would be something. Actually, that is something buyers don't necessarily think about right there is long-term accommodations. Is the home you're buying suitable in the event that one of your family members isn't going to need to shack up with you, right? Oh, God. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't imagine that's something that people take, many people, there's probably some people, but not many people take into consideration. Well, listen, if you have two or three kids and you are planning to have more, you might need help, whether it's uh, a family member or a nanny, somebody might have to live with you on a temporary basis to help out. Um, maybe you have a friend or a family member that gets sick and you want to help look after them. Um, maybe you have a family member that is aging. and Well, to a degree, it's something that I took into consideration when finishing my basement because I wanted to have space for guests to stay because we like to uh, entertain when we're able. And at some point, look forward to getting back to that. We have family out of town. Um, so when they come, we always want to have a nice, comfortable place for them to stay. Um, so yeah, it's not something I took into consideration when buying well, a house, that, but it is that's something I... homeowners don't often think about. We've talked about that in previous podcasts. I don't know what episode, but we talked about finished basements. Yeah. A lot of people, when they're finishing their basement, they're doing it for themselves and don't necessarily think, um, about what needs they might have in the event of those situations, right? Yep. I can tell you having 
a bathroom, a bedroom, and a kitchenette at the minimum or a kitchen in the basement is a huge advantage, not only for resale, uh, but for your own personal enjoyment, right? Yeah. And well, let me tell you, there's been times where, uh, you, you know, you get into a heated argument uh, with your spouse and one of the spouses ends up uh, in, in that area for a day or two because you want to give yourself a little separation, not mentioning <laughs> any names. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever not slept in bed with my wife. Unless wow, I was isn't away. that sweet? Isn't yeah. that sweet? I do it, it all sweet. the time. I love sleeping in the basement. Nice and, <laughs> it's nice and cold. We got a big. I, TV. I give you that. I like sleeping cold, so that yeah. is nice. And I just thought of something in the, uh, on the conversation of um, future use. Um, when I bought my house, there was the option to to add the side door, uh, and then the the design it made sense to because we felt for future use. Uh, it provided direct access to the basement, which was nice, not through the garage, which is one of the requirements for um, satisfying uh, legal bylaws for an accessory apartment. Um, and then when we finished the basement, we also added in um, a wet bar, which is just cabinetry against the wall and could be relatively easily converted into a full kitchen if we just extended the cabinets a bit. Um, and that was one of my thoughts there is if maybe at some point I buy another house, but keep this, I could finish the basement, change the basement slightly and have a finished basement apartment. So it is always good to think a little bit further ahead. And that's probably um, one of the reasons why first time home buyers move after just a few years, because it's you know new for them. They don't know what they want. They get in, they realize it. And perhaps the house is just not able to accommodate those needs. Uh, also budgetary reasons i'm sure too but um you know it's a process you know a lot of buyers also say i want to back on to green space because i'm tired of having homes behind me or my neighbors can see into my windows yada 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 uh i hate it too planted a bunch of cedars a couple of nice maple trees some ornamental pear trees you go into my backyard now it's totally private with the exception of your bedroom window. I don't think any other windows and maybe my other neighbor's uh, master bedroom window as well. So I've got two windows that can see into my backyard versus 25 windows yeah. because five years ago uh, I had it landscaped and put in. I was trying to think of that yesterday. When did we get the trees put in? Did we both do it around the same time? You did yours, I think, a little bit before me, but in the same year. It was 2017. Okay. I think. All right. 20... I figured it was four to five years. Yeah, 2017, because I think that it was the year the kids were born. Mm -hmm. What was that? Was... Is somebody I there? Thought so. I thought so. Oh. Anyway, uh, episode one. 44 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Uh, if you have any comments you'd like to hear us talk about a specific topic, leave it in the comment. And um, thanks for listening. That's it for today. Nice chatting with you. Bye-bye. <laughs>